Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Flames Fancast. We're recording on Monday afternoon between game 3 and 4. I was just going to say before game 4, but between games 3 and 4. That makes sense. Sadly, the Flames have suffered uh, two defeats in a row at the hands of the Oilers, and, well, they weren't pretty. Nope. <laughs> nope. Zero prettiness to losing. Is it, is it ever pretty if you lose, though? Really? I wish we didn't lose in the fashion that we did, because I think our... We seem a bit arrogant, and, you know, I look at game two. I'll look at game two first. We blew a two-goal lead twice without even remotely looking like we should defend it. Yeah. And I don't have to get ahead of myself, but game three, we didn't even look like we wanted to play. No. And just the game two, listen, the warning signs should have been there from game one when we were absolutely killing it, and then it got back to tie game, and then we we went on to win 9-6. But... You know, we, we, we jumped out to an early lead again in game two, and then we just lost it. And the Oilers, at the end of the game, won 5-3, had four unanswered goals. And our response is, we don't have an answer for Connor McDavid. Uh, listen, I get it. He's, he's the best player in the world. He's really good, but you got to figure out something to do here. And you got 48 hours now between game three and four to come up with a plan and stick to it because we're just getting slaughtered and Woodcroft is just playing his top guys like they're playing 24 25 minutes a game and we have no answer there's a few things here so number one the PTSD is kicking in in full force because we beat Colorado in the first game a few years ago and then McKinnon starts stepping up and then it was over yeah. it was over and this is the exact same replica of what's going on now this all said, we have a better coach this time around. We have a better core lineup of players. We have a better goalie. So there should be more hope here, even though we're sounding like we're going to hang ourselves. But to be clear, we're not getting outcoached. No, to be, to be mean, 100% I'm, clear. I'm, I'm with you on that yeah, point. To be 100% clear, Woodcroft is not outcoaching Sutter. Woodcroft is doing what exactly every single other coach that ended up getting fired on the Oilers is doing what his predecessors are doing. He's overplaying his stars which they failed upwards uh, to get. Uh, and the NHL is to blame for the Oilers doing so well due to their failure. They've fucking sucked for many, many years. And they gamed the system and they won all those first overalls. And now they're reaping the benefits from them. So, I mean, good on you if you believe that failure is the path to success, then go for it. Um, and that all said, in life, it's okay to fail because you learn your lessons. But in this case... You don't learn shit. You're still playing these guys 30 fucking minutes a game. And so my point there is that they're not getting out coached. Number two. Just, hold, just to that point, I, I agree. But, you know, I agree that, A, I'm making, drawing parallels to that Colorado series where we won game one and then you see McKinnon start to take over. Yep. You watch, and we seem awestruck. Yep. We're staring at that awestruck. But before you move on to point number two, what, what, A, what do we have to do? And B, how come there are no, like, what's the pitfalls of playing these guys 25 minutes a game, if any? The pitfall is that if the Oilers get past the Flames in this round, the Oilers will not have a fresh team for the next two rounds. That's, that's, a, that's a tomorrow problem, though. 
I know, but like you don't gain anything outside of like some experience. And in fact, you don't gain anything at all because I still believe that these stars are going to fucking leave that piece of shit team anyway if they don't win any type of hardware at this point, right? So yeah, you can play and kick this can down the road and not address the actual situation here. But if they're going to keep playing them and they're winning, you do it, right? You do it. And, and there's no excuse. Look, they, point number two was going to lead into this answer. Point number two is we didn't deserve to win game three by any means. No, Edmonton no. deserved it full on full. Not even close. It pains me to say it, but I'll always admit if someone deserves it, they deserve it. However, they, however tactic they use to deserve it, that's fine. That's what they have available to them. It's not to say that the Flames wouldn't do the same fucking thing if the, if the rosters were reversed, right? Now, point number three is we have a situation now where we have a better coach and we have a deeper team. And I think the biggest mistake in game three was to pair first line with first line because first line on the Flames is way more, way more useful on five on five against a line that's not essentially setting the world alight and, and taking away all the distractions from the first line. Meaning, every time their first line is on, we're more focused about isolating two players than we are trying to set up our, our own best players, right? So I think matching first line by first line was a huge mistake. Huge. Because Johnny can't do anything when everyone else is focused on everything else that's going on against us. It's a huge distraction. I feel like we need to put the backland line on against them or, or even the Lucic line on uh, oh. and go back to that. Well, it was more effective than it was yes, uh, yesterday. Lucic didn't get suspended, by the way. I mean, he shouldn't have because, you know, whatever Oilers fans we have listened to us, I know we have at least one, but the, what Smith does is classic Smith. He turned his back on him, did not try to really get out of the way. In fact, he kind of trolled him to get hit. And then Smith did that whole fucking wail his head back like he always fucking does. We've seen it for years where he whips his head back so hard that that helmet always fucking falls off. Every single time that guy gets touched, watch for it. Watch for it. He will flail his head back, and that helmet comes off 90% of the time. I just think that hair is so greasy. It doesn't well, nobody actually gives, have... Yeah. A good point to stick with, you yeah. know? It just slides right off. And my last point is Smith is playing well. He played well last game. You Smith can't... is playing better than Markstrom. Well, Stop. sure. And so, like... Markstrom is not playing well. No, but he started off well, and it just, the floodgates opened. And, you know, our players need to not be affected by the atmosphere because both teams' atmospheres are going to be just as crazy as the other one right calgary's atmosphere is crazy it shook the oilers a bit same thing happened to us game three right um so what's the solution what do you what do you say here like what what are you going to do right now you're sutter i'm giving you the magic wand of being daryl sutter tomorrow. i think we're playing we play scared against mcdavid it looks like we play terrified and when that camera pans to our defenders and they see their face it's like no one wants to be on there against him you know, someone needs to relish an opportunity to shut this guy down somehow. And I know it's the most impossible thing to ask in the NHL. And, like, I've never seen anyone move the way he moves and create space out of nothing the way he does. But Well, it's a sen his line was, had all four goals, right? Yeah, but so. uh, those goals are coming because we're defensively breaking down and we're making dumb plays. 
Like, this Anderson play is a dumb play, in my opinion. This shot that comes off the shin pad and then we're exposed, it was shorthanded, right, Cameron? Like, game two or game one, game three. They all just kind of melded together at this point in a giant traumatic experience that I now need therapy for. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we're just not making plays that do us any favors. And we're, we're not, like in game one, either the Oilers afforded us that space or we somehow created chances. We are not creating those chances now. We look absolutely devoid of ideas. And we look clueless out there when, when going forward. You know, as much as I want to blame the defense for being unable to stop McDavid, this is the, the best player in the NHL but by, a, by a wide margin. Yeah, like, and, and for sure. Um, we're not creating anything offensively. These four lines, these deep lines, the Oilers look like a better team through and through than we do. And our defense has disappeared, and our forwards have disappeared, especially for game three or four. Game, fuck, game three. <laughs> game three was just, it was so poor to watch. And watching that first period, and then bam, bam, second period hits, you know? That, that first period break was a break of dread for me. It was like, I don't want this game to restart because it's only going to bring bad things. And, you know, we couldn't even last a minute before the Oilers had scored. We definitely... Uh... We, we, have, we have no... Um, so what's, what is the solution? Well, we, we must win game four. <laughs> and so whatever wild cards Sutter has left, he's got to play those. Because we're in the same situation as the Oilers are in, that we're thinking about. They're kicking that can down the road. Colorado, you know, those players could be exhausted. Dry Saddle's playing with an injury. And that's a, that's a later problem for them. They're yep. looking at, you know, playing their best guys 25 minutes a game. It, you know, a game every other day, it, it might cost you. It might not. I don't know. But I mean, to be clear, I, I'm not saying that they should do anything differently. It's working. Like, they are... Hand no, and foot, it, like, mean, they are, they are I, I, deserving my, these wins, my right? Point it's is, as simple as that. Why, why hasn't any other coach ever, through the dawn of time, played their star forwards, you know, near 30 minutes a game, if that's the answer? Well, because there aren't many players in the dawn of time that we've seen no, like, that are McDavid. No, but it never happened to Crosby or Ovechkin, really. Well, Crosby, Crosby played a lot of minutes. A lot of minutes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he also had a really good supporting cast. These players are supporting McDavid. No, I know, but like you're, I'm talking like more than two players. Uh, and so does Johnny, in fairness. But yeah, but I mean, he was Johnny invisible is not, in game yeah, three. Yeah, but Johnny's not McDavid. Like, let's just get Johnny, that very clear. But let's, let's also look at Johnny has the third most points in the NHL this year. I understand There has that. to be some kind of, you know, retort from Johnny here. here. Here's the differentiator between our two clubs is we're a team, they're not, right? And so... We, we have to we trigger, did not look like a team and we didn't look like a team. And the second our, that team breaks down, it's over. It doesn't matter what you do. Well, then that's the ticket. because their their second, third, fourth line doesn't do shit. In fact, I remember they were saying something like Cassian's line barely got four minutes. Right? Like it, it's just one of those situations where it's like it's just it's just stats. It's just facts. But I think I think that's bothering us too because we're looking at that, and the whole team is like, I'm I don't get to play against Cassian. I have to play against McDavid or, you know. Well, if you're, if you're falling to that trap, it's over already. I think it, we look mentally defeated. And I think we're falling into that trap where we're, we're not rising to this occasion. No. We're not saying, you know, this is our chance to stamp our authority. Like, we were the best team in the Pacific and we mean it. And just the way we played in game three, the chances that we gave up, we got slaughtered. 
Like it was, it was a mercy killing. Yeah, and... it wasn't close. I mean, look, like when when I when I watch a game of a team that I love that's getting their ass kicked like that, it almost is in a way like I'm like I would much rather just watch that than like some close ass like fucking some bullshit goal in the end, right? It's like I already knew it was over after like the second period. It was done. Yeah, like there there was no that, and if anything. You could look at this as the, you know, every series, I think every team, every favorite, because the Flames were the favorite to begin, is they're entitled to one fucking howler of a game. And that was our howler. Because I wouldn't call game two a howler. I think game two was a, that was for us to lose rather than Edmonton to win. Game two was a game where we did not play Flames hockey. And we did not respect our lead. But we lost that game. We didn't, the Oilers didn't win. We lost that game. In game three, the Oilers won. Right? That's what I'm trying to say is that our howler was last game. It was like you weren't even fucking re- prepared. You didn't look ready for it, up to it. We scored some bullshit fluky goal because Smith looked like the old Mike Smith we were used to on that goal. The flail his arm in the air and hope for the best. Well, our hope for me, uh, from my perspective, is Smith has to play poorly. We have to score early and then we got to get fucking tight. Tight. None of this bullshit. Just fucking get it out every time McDavid's on the ice. See, but the problem is we can't control how well Smith No, plays. I know, but there's, here's the other... You can to a degree, right? You get control uh, of that by just playing your five-on-five hockey and staying out of the box. When you stay out of the box, you, you change the game a bit here, right? We, we were... Those were dumb penalties, man. Lewis took two. And, Fourth and, line and, guy and it was, taking two dumb penalties. And it was, it was really dumb. That, that pick on McDavid was one of the stupidest fucking plays of his playoffs. And, and in fairness to Lewis and that line, they're the only ones generating shit. Richie's got a couple goals. Lucic is getting great hits in. And Lewis is doing well. But he, everything just got overshadowed by some of the stupidest bonehead fucking penalties you can take. Right? Yeah. And so you got to stay out of the box. And you've got to stay five on five. If you could do those two things, then maybe then you could start testing Smith properly, none of these floaters at him, and fucking get some good quality shots on. And, and the third thing of, of all that is that you've got to get shots on fucking net. We had a few chances last game. Johnny shot it over. Kachuk shot it over. Stone could have get it on net with his fucking crazy-ass shot. But when he did in game two, he fucking nailed it. Have you noticed some of our misses are really bad misses? That's what I'm trying to say. You got to get it on net. I know you got to pick a corner, but you still got to try to at least get it on net. At least to a point where there's going to be a rebound. And you know there's going to be a rebound. You know. Yeah. With, with Smith, it's like a high chance that there's going to be a Smith rebound. Smith was giving out quality rebounds. We just Absolutely. weren't in the we positions. We weren't there. And, so, you know, maybe it's back to the solutions point, but I wonder if you make a line and you leave... I don't know. You leave Johnny and Kachuk together. But you make a line of Lindholm and two other players that are your shutdown line against McDavid. I don't know if you want to mess with that, but it might call for a drastic measure here because we need, I think we need to have one line that is designed to shut him down. And I'm sure coaches have tried to think of this before, but we're grasping well, at straws I mean, at this point. You, if, you, if you really want some shutdown guys, you do need speed, right? Because McDavid is fast and big. So, you know, Backlund's been having a good series. We, we've wrote on this guy for all season, but he's having a good series. Manjipani's playing okay. 
Um, if you have, and Lindholm is a penalty killer for us for whatever reason, but he's good at it. Lindholm's so maybe, a good penalty killer, so maybe yeah. you have those three on the same line whenever those two are on. Like, and I'm talking about Dreisaitl but, and McDavid, right? But you don't want to put all your eggs on and stopping them because, again, you're taking away the quality that we need to have on the five-on-five with our best players. Our, right? Our, yeah. At the very least, I don't think you have Johnny on when McDavid's on. I agree. I think you need to give Johnny that our best line needs to go against not their best line. And exactly. we need to show that we're a deeper team. And, our, and Johnny needs to show that he's just as capable of doing something close to what McDavid is doing to us. We are to them. Yep. And that, that means not playing against him, and that's fine. You know, Johnny can have 25, 20 minutes, as he should, but we, we need to... But they need to be effective. They need to get points. Yeah, they need to they be effective. And they need to get goals, Looks, and we need to twist the knife. So Sutter's, Sutter's MO is not going to be keep playing you 20, 25 minutes if you're not doing anything. He's going to be like, no, other guys are doing more. The Richie line has been good. They've, they've kept the puck in their zone. They've had shots on that, quality chances. We need our first line to do that, and you can't do that if you're playing against McDavid because stat sheet versus stat sheet, player versus player, their first line is better than our first line. It, it's, it is what it is. There, there is no argument there. Um, it, it, a lot of this podcast so far is painting me to say all this, but reality is reality, man. Like, you can't, you got to stop. Need to find a way to yeah. deal with it. Once you stop Big David and Dreisaitl, then it's, it's the, the ancillary benefit is that guys like Kane can't really do anything either. And then all of a sudden, lines two, three, four on that team are no good anyway. And they're not going to get, and especially in a game where we're winning and we're doing well, Woodcroft's go-to is going to be keep going back to first line even more. In which case, they may start averaging 30 fucking minutes once you start playing. Go for it. And the thing is that if you get these guys to that point where they have to keep overplaying them, you're wearing them out too. And so we really got to be, like, we got to channel our inner fucking grease from Euro 2000 and really just fucking park the bus and counter these guys. Really fucking grind them out. Really grind them out. Don't let shot... Take a page out of fucking Dallas's book. Because I could tell you this, Dallas would not have let in three goals against these guys. No. And Dallas figured out how to fucking play us defensively. Take a page out of their book. They took away all the fucking lanes. The reason why McDavid is finding his space is because he's been given all the fucking lanes. We're giving it to him. Yeah. We also give him the puck in front of the net. Right. So that helps. So, yeah, you got to minimize the fucking turnovers, too. The turnovers have been off the charts by us as well. But that was mostly game two rather than game three. Again, game three, we were just wholly outplayed. Completely, from A to Z. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's my unsolicited, unprofessional opinion. Like, reality is that, like, I feel like if we lose tomorrow, it's over anyway. I, yeah, um, I think game four is must win for us if we want to make a go of this. Right, because then you regain home ice advantage, right? Like, I don't doubt that we could make it maybe 3-2 if we lose tomorrow, but it's, it's that final game in Edmonton that seems to... We need to show the atmosphere in Edmonton that... They're not going to be intimidated by it. doesn't matter how loud it is. But they were intimidated completely. We were intimidated by everything and, they threw and, at us, and, frankly. And, and yeah, and the Oilers felt that energy. They saw, the, they saw the fear, and they fucking pounced. And credit to them. Yeah. And this is the only time I'm going to really praise the Oilers if they play, outplay us in the playoffs. They kept us out of that game entirely. And maybe we kept ourselves up, but we yeah. sucked. Yeah, we totally <laughs> we sucked. We were not any good. So, I not mean. Not even close to good. Just bad really bad it was depressing to watch that 
It, it was, but I mean, it, it's kind of one of those things that I can just walk away and be like, well, you, there's zero reason for this, like for me to be upset. It's like, fuck. So Markstrom's let in six goals, five goals, four goals. I think he's on pace to let in three goals tomorrow. Okay, so <laughs> scenario. Um, in what world do you start Vladar tomorrow? No world. Not at all, eh? No. Not even entertaining it. No. Played okay for that he period. He played great, but there's just... I'm thinking about the future of this team as well. You can't pull your bona fide starter in the biggest game of the year. You know, we've committed to Markstrom. And Markstrom, I agree. Markstrom needs to be our guy. And that's why it's not... That's why it's always important to have that goalie in the playoffs because you'll never be able to outscore your opponent. He needs, he needs to play like, like the Vesna candidate that he is. Yeah. And, and we need to beat the shit out of Mike Smith, and we need to find a way. You know, there's a story for Mike Smith to play well against us. He's got extra motivation. Extra motivation now that Lucic ran him. And <laughs> like, let's just, we got to go out there and we have to show our mettle. So, and we have to show our determination. We have to show our grit and resolve. And we have to be the better team. We have to be the better team, basically in all areas of the of the rink. Like we cannot, we cannot get dominated. We cannot, our psyche cannot take another domination. We can't lose. I mean, so the odds for tomorrow. Uh, We're still favorites, according to the bookies. I think. Well, I'm looking at puck line right now. Calgary Flames plus one point five. The Oilers minus one point five. Um, so yeah, so that's what minus two thirty five to plus one ninety. That's the that's when I saw it was basically a dead heat on the straight money line. It it seems like that, right? Yeah, with um, us as slight favorites, we were minus one hundred five. They were minus one fifty. I mean, it doesn't. So I mean, Vegas odds are purely determined mathematically by how many people are making the bet, right? So, I mean, it just means that more because the the odds before basically yesterday was way more in favor for us, right? So that means a lot more people are betting on Edmonton now, which is fair. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, I mean, there's nothing more to it other than like stop the stupid mistakes, stop the fucking dumb, dumb penalties, get way tighter back there. And have some belief in yourself. Exactly. Like you, you guys didn't get to this point in the season by sucking. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> we need to find a way to win. Yeah. And win, win dirty, but we need to stay out of the box. And <laughs> we need to be way more physical. We need to like cut down the lanes and cut down the chances. And they prevented us from playing our game and they played their game and they stamped their authority all over that game three. And it was disgusting to watch as a player. And to be clear, they, they stopped our game by just playing their best players all the time. They, again, it's not an it's outcoaching working. thing, it's but working. it's working. Yeah. And I just don't want to give any credit to the coach because He's not doing anything different than prior coaches did. He's just happened to have the right timing now. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's I not, it's not sustainable. No, it's not. He'll get but, fired in, you know, in like he, six months. He doesn't but. care because gets to the Western Conference final, right? Yeah, That's for a sure. win. That's a win for him. If, if McDavid is burnt out by then, that's a win. But, you know, all these comparisons to Gretzky, it's a different game. It's a different league. He's better than Gretzky, man. And... <laughs> He is. He, he is. No. I agree. That's wise, maybe not, but, but like you know, the physical pace has increased. The physical demands have increased. Dude, and I I understand as well. Probably the athleticism of players have increased. 
Yeah, but, but dude, you put McDavid in the 80s and you put Prime Gretzky now? Come on. <laughs> McDavid's going to slap everybody around, man. It's not even going to be close. With that speed, I mean, but the other thing, I mean, we could get into this, but like, you know, his training versus what Gretzky's training was is obviously apples and oranges too. So if McDavid grew up in the fucking 70s and 60s, he would have been a different player as well. But you put prime McDavid in the 80s and prime Gretzky in the 2000s here, there's no competition. Like, it's not even a discussion. McDavid's going to have 1,000 points a season. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Johnny will have Gretzky stats. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, like those comparisons are fucking stupid. And it's just filling airtime, just like what we're doing right now. Yeah, I, that's, that's Sportsnet, right? They, they love it. But, I mean, I guess it's happening. So, hey, you, they always love those stupid stats. Of yeah, fucking dumb. Out of nowhere. But, stupid. Listen, we need to win, and we need to find a way to stop McDavid, and we need to find a way to play our game. How's your long weekend otherwise? <laughs> Not not a lot. Didn't do a lot. I'm surprised you didn't did, go. Did like anywhere. Uh, 62k on the bike today. Did 40k on the bike on Saturday. No, 45, 50, maybe 50k. Banging out on the bike, eh? Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't like pushing myself so hard, but just whatever. Out there with some old dudes riding. Old people like to ride. <laughs> Keep in shape. You? What'd you do? Keep the ticker going. I have work today, man. I'm on the U.S. calendar. You work. Know that. work. That's tomorrow. Yeah, it's for you That's tomorrow. a tomorrow problem. Yeah, not for me, game. man. I'm Monday. I'm off next Monday. I'm going to Vegas. So. What is the... Uh, on Sunday. What is the uh, holiday in the U.S.? Memorial Day. For, like, veterans and stuff? Yeah. Monday. I mean, Do they for not the... do Remembrance Day down there? I mean, it's Memorial Day. We don't have a Memorial Day. Yeah, we have Remembrance Day. They don't do Remembrance Day. They do both, or they don't. They only do Memorial Day. They don't do Remembrance Day. They're, yeah, that's their equivalent. Got it. Yeah, I did not know that. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's just a namesake at this point. Well, I guess it was more World War One, and they had less of an impact in the World War One. Oh, if you please, ask any oh, please, historian, please outside tell of me US. more. <laughs> We've lost about ninety-nine percent of our listeners right now. Yeah, it's done. We yeah. got to win tomorrow. Like it, he must win. We must stay out of the box. We wanted to bring you this short episode because obviously we feel like we, do- we gotta. And I gotta call Tyler out because uh, last episode he said, if we score two, three early goals, it's over. I'm calling it right now. And it fucking happened. Well, it should have been. And it, it happened. Been. No, well, you fucked up. You wield the power of Calgary's success right here with your on the couch. All right, what do I gotta do for us to win? You need to, I don't know. You need to... Who's firstborn do I have to take? I'll do it. <laughs> you need to punt a baby through goalposts. <laughs> wow. And I'll record it. You got to put your full name. <laughs> I'm not beneath that. <laughs> All right. Now, now this is incriminating. No, we got to win. We got we to gotta go out there. I don't know. I'm just repeating give us, Give us a good effort and, and, try to, and try to play the game that made I you Pacific Div- Division like champions. This. No, I, I don't want to. It can't like this. No, it can't because it's gonna just be bad can't lose to edmonton well we are so far <laughs> jesus christ not in not since 91 yeah i mean but the best team is winning right now unfortunately oh, that's true so, i mean you got to turn it around somehow there's none of this like 
Ex- Sutter, it's magic time. Yeah, it's Sutter magic time. You're a fucking legend. You, you know, you get called out of nowhere. Fucking cattle farmers. Like, yeah, okay, I'll come back, coach an NHL team. Fucking let's see your magic, man. You know, if <laughs> Markstrom, save us. Yeah, Markstrom's got to have, Mark has got to have a good game. Our, our first line has to reappear from this slumber that they're in. Yeah. And <sighs> I don't know. You think Kachuk's injured? You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, he, he doesn't look. He hasn't been playing much. I'm telling you, man, he doesn't look himself. Um, yeah, it just, I know he's never been a good skater. He's not super fast, but he looks slower than usual. Um, don't look very fast compared to the Oilers. Yeah, something's going on there. Um, Tanev is obviously a huge miss, but I, I'm still not convinced that he's the reason why we're losing either like i feel like it would help to have him it back. would it would definitely help and honestly like i would love to scratch shillington i know he scored but man you are he is so clumsy man like i just don't understand it sharpen your skates son do something like i you can't fall ass backwards like that all the time but it's he's still scored i guess so he's not terrible but i take tanov over him any day right now Stone's got to get his shots on that. Hope for the best. Well, on that depressing note. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. We need a win. This has been episode 80. Wow, 80 shows. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that, but, that's a positive uh, to take away. Let's, uh, let's keep it going through the playoffs. It'd be nice to record more before summer kicks in. And God damn, we can't lose to the Oilers. Anyhow, thanks so much for listening. We hope that wherever you're watching tomorrow, it's a good game. Um, and that we win. You take care of yourselves. Have yourselves a good morning, great afternoon, or wonderful evening. Bye-bye.